Hello, welcome back to Two Dykes, One Mic. This is episode nine and we have another guest on this week, which we are very excited to put on the spot and ask her <laughs> lots of questions. Uh, so we have Nicole with us today. Um, so we'll start off, first of all, with a joke. So Kimmy's turn this week. Go for oh, it. Right, okay, I'll go for it. Right, here's my joke this week. So if two vegetarians get in an argument, is it still called beef? <laughs> Potentially. That's quite a good one. Um, so yeah, so we'll just get started. As always, please share it, give us your feedback on the episode and we hope you enjoy it. So, Nicole, who who are you? Tell us a bit about you personally. Tell us a bit about what you do. So I am Nicole Russell, um, but I write under a nom de plume, which is Noel Rain. Um, so a bit about what I do. So I work in HR through the day and write books through the night. <laughs> um, so kind of got started a few years ago um, when lockdown hit and it just rolled. Like it was never a plan. It was never something that I wanted to do professionally or it wasn't something that a career that I'd picked for, for years to work on. It just literally happened. And then started publishing and just went from there, escalated. A wee bit more time in lockdown, so you just thought, yeah. let's write books. Hundred <laughs> percent. I am. Um, I, I actually had a theatre school for years, and when that creativity got taken away at lockdown, I was just like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to burst. I need something to be able to actually channel that creativity in, and I'm going to start going nuts. Mm-hmm. So I did, um, and it was a really tough part in my life. Actually, it was a part where like my gran was really, really not well, and I was like, I need a distraction, I need an escapism, mm-hmm. and that's when I started writing, and it just became something much bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. So. Yeah. Good. So did it start just like you just writing the stuff down on a piece of paper or was there like in your head were you thinking this is going to be an actual story like or was it just a case of you just Jot writing me yeah, yeah, jotting yeah, ideas down? So for years, like, my mind just works, like, so vividly. Like, for years, I've always had, like, wee characters. Like, because I did theatre at school, like, well, uni. That's what I mm-hmm. went and get my degree in. And I was just, like, I've always got, like, characters in my mind. And I was always really, really impressed by watching like, people's dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was just always interested in how people socially form. Um, so I started playing around with some characters. And I was thinking, like, I actually just want to start. Like, I was just getting this urge, just right. I was like, I've never wrote before, it's never something I've been, like, I've done, so I was just mm-hmm. like, just gonna go for it and see what happens, and um, I started getting, like, wee bits together, and then I was like, I'm actually just gonna go and try and do, like, chapter by chapter, and it did, it came so easy, like, I was shocked mm. how easy it came. Love that. And it's weird, like, like, kind of transpi- like, transforming your thoughts and your ideas that you probably have previously acted out yeah. as part of that theatre part, but actually putting that into words mm-hmm. and into a book like how did you find that like because I always struggle sometimes to articulate yep. something in words and put it into a sentence and sometimes you read it back and go oh, that yep. doesn't quite sound right did you just work that out on your own or did you have support or did you kind of research that or did you look into different styles mm-hmm. of writing and things like that like how did you find your way of writing for such? me it was always going to be about what I wanted to write about I would never write about something that one I wasn't passionate about or two I didn't really know mm-hmm. like because I always wanted to write something that I knew mm-hmm. and a big part of what I knew was fantasy like that's my thing like I love watching programs that are fantasy films that are fantasy mm-hmm. and you should see my bookcase like it is just like fantasy books <laughs> Like, I don't really read anything else. So I knew, roughly going into it, that was my genre. That was something that I was comfortable with. Um, 
and then I just kind of had to try and articulate it as much as I could. Like, I've always been one for, like, being dead descriptive and, like, getting right in mm-hmm. to the crux of stuff and being able to build tension. So I actually really enjoyed it. The biggest probably part that I struggled with was knowing that I was going to come in to, like, write, like, spicy scenes, like, sex scenes at some point. Mm-hmm. And I did struggle with that because I was like, people that I know is going to be reading this, like, <laughs> yeah. and people that, like... My grand's best friends were like, can't wait for book two. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh, book two is like <laughs> so spicy in comparison to book one. <laughs> totally stepped it up. So I was like, I don't know. Like, um, so that was probably the biggest thing that I was worried about. And that was the biggest thing that I struggled with writing. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, how far do I take it? Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, how do I go about that? But I just kind of had to get that out of my mind because I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. I really, that's when I started getting writer's block and I'd never had writer's block up until that point mm-hmm. so I was just like do you know what I just need to go with it like I yeah. just can't let anybody else's opinions or thoughts what like come mm-hmm. into my head and worry about what I'm writing yeah so. that's kind of the biggest thing isn't it like sometimes I'm like that with like posting content on like mm. my socials and stuff it's like what's other people going to think but once you kind of remove that yeah. like your grand's best pals and things you're like I don't really <laughs> want them reading this um, they're a small minority of a wider uh-huh, audience yes. that's going to read it so it's yeah. like you tend to home in on the folk that you know yeah because you think are they going to think differently I mean if yeah, I'm writing it. like this but then you need to think of the wider target audience that you've got so many folk that are going to be reading your books yeah like your grand and a wee pals are just like a wee uh, like there's a wee small sector uh, of those gonna, folk so it's like uh, the wider majority like, are going to massively I, appreciate like yeah, you get into that and it totally lended itself to it like it was time you know like it wasn't I was just writing like talking about like sex for the sake of it like it totally lends itself to the Aye. story so you wasn't just holding I wasn't just like 100% like it wasn't just like I'm like ready for this but like um, it was definitely a transition period for me because I was like how do I establish myself as someone who writes like rated books like are mm-hmm. rated yeah. books because that's like I'd work, I'd work with kids like I don't like and I was just like no I need to separate myself from that mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that's why I also picked an alias to, to write under as well mm-hmm. yeah so I love, sense. love your alias name <laughs> yeah. very and well. I always it's funny because like when I saw you were writing and you were bringing out your books I was like that's so smart the way you've done it but mm-hmm. I, I never knew obviously it's good that you've just explained the background but yeah. that really makes sense to do that I guess it's like when some people are like a lot of my friends are teachers so they yeah. don't display their name on yeah. social media because they don't want their students end up following them yeah. so I totally get it um, I was trying to uh, think of like what my alias name is because <laughs> obviously yours is like a play on like your name and yeah. I was like no, nah, there's nothing that really goes to like Chloe Duffy. I really, I really get you could get a lot of things out of Dick Tate. There's a lot of variations you could put in there, but I... um, but yeah, see when you were saying about like acting, like uh, well, theatre being your background, and then Kimmy had kind of touched on like acting and stuff. Do you ever see the books like becoming like films or anything like that? I would absolutely love it to be like a TV series on Netflix. Like, honestly, yeah. that is the goal. Like, genuinely, I think, like, for me, when I'm writing a scene, that's how I picture it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, if this was to be, like, produced, how am I writing it? How is it flowing? How can I see it? What's the characters doing? Yeah. And that's just how my brain works. Like, I'm so visual. I need to be able to see that and think about that as I'm writing. Yeah. Or that would be probably lost um, in translation mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the books. So I've always got that in the background. Like, if anybody's listening that would like to produce, then go ahead. <laughs> I know, please hit us up. That would be amazing. Imagine seeing, like, your, your books on Netflix. Netflix. 
100%. And then it's like, who would you want to play the characters? Like, I always get asked this question, but it's like for me, I like to let the readers interpret who they can see because everybody's mm-hmm. gonna read Aye. this book and see them so differently. So, yeah, I never make comment on that just in case like it upsets me. <laughs> we talk about that as well. Like, see if we're reading like a book, like you, it's like what the Colleen Hoover books recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how would you pronounce their name? Because I've got this idea and I'm hearing the, the name. And yeah. then, like, I asked Chloe, and she was like, I was thinking the exact same. Because it's like, how do different people, like, say it? Because you're reading a you, book and obviously you're reading silently. How yeah. would you but picture it's like, how do you the characters and stuff mm-hmm. as well? Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so give us a wee insight into, like, the books, like, what they're all about, like, the names yeah. of them. So book one is An Empress of Erin Chaos and that starts off with a girl who is literally in a small village, obviously it's fantasy so it's not like anywhere that we would know mm-hmm. um, and it is just about following her journey into this new world that she literally gets like smashed into basically. Um, it kicks off very quickly, I'm a, a writer that believes in starting the book strong like I don't want to be waiting about like I don't yeah. like a huge build up and stuff Who I like it to straight like yep. get into it straight away so you'll see that she does get ripped from that world that was our bubble and thrust into this magic world with like demons hunters obviously like her, her like sexual desires and all that sort of stuff um but there, I don't want to ruin too much of it but there's a lot of like elemental witchcraft and that's a big thing that I mm-hmm. love. Like I love exploring is about witchcraft and a lot of the elements in it. Um, so there's just loads of different things that, that come into it to make it fantasy, like wolves and shifters and all that sort of stuff. And it just bulks it out and I'm able to like bring in all these different characters. So mm-hmm. it kind of follows Amara's journey. So that's the, the, the main character's name. And there's two love interests who are both brothers. So if you've ever watched Vampire Diaries, love it. Uh, <laughs> very like gives that vibe and it's been um like kinda a lot of people compare the, mm-hmm. the two and the like it gives me like Damon Salvatore vibes, with, like Steve, like Stefan yeah. vibes. So um that's where it ends off in book one and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know like who I want. Or some people like, no, I absolutely love the, the what other yeah. brother. And then in book two, we kind of see her really, really developing into this world because she's a part of that. And I don't obviously want to explain mm-hmm. too much. Um, but she's a part of that. And that's where an empress of um, steel and fire and steel comes in. And she's just a badass. Like, she just deals with things the way that I would love if I could deal with it in the real life. Yeah. Um, and the side characters are just, like, brilliant as well. Like, they come in and they've got, like, comedic value, but they've also got, like, quite intense things going on in their own life so mm-hmm. it follows quite a few people different point of views so yeah. even though it's fantasy mm-hmm. do you try do some of your characters represent or are they symbolic of things that's happened in your life or do yeah. you try and put situations that's happened in your life into the book obviously mm-hmm. in a more fictional way yeah um but is there like people in your life that are the characters absolutely. that the characters represent that was the absolutely. question I had in my head as well then. Yeah. <laughs> no absolutely and I think like it's so important for a writer to pour who they are into the book and that's what I do like mm-hmm. my soul is stripped see when I'm writing and I think that's why I had a big like oh my god moment when this was coming out because so much yeah. of me mm-hmm. is in these books mm-hmm. so um, I was so interested in being able to put a part of me into every character because I've got so many personalities so yeah. I'm like how can I divide this up and make it 
interesting because I've obviously got like quite a twisted side and I've got quite a kind side. I was like, right, how am I going to make mm -hmm. all these different people? So, um, yeah, it's definitely difficult. Um, but it's one of those ones where you've just got to try and stay true to, to who you are as a person and right for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so what's been like the hardest like part of writing? I know you kind of touched on like writing the kind of <clears throat> sitting at Christmas spicy <laughs> things and stuff like that. But yeah, like rest uh, not restrictions, like deadlines and things. Like mm -hmm. is that like a big thing? Like what's the kind of hardest like parts of discipline? Like disciplining yourself to sit at night after you've just worked all day and be like you've got another like five hour session to start writing because normally like I'll maybe start like between eight and nine and work to like five-ish and then I'll have like an hour to like have dinner and me time and then I'm back on to, mm -hmm. to write until about nine or ten so it's like it's a big commitment and you've got to have that commitment and that discipline mm -hmm. um and I don't deal well with discipline <laughs> like I'm like I rebel against yeah. discipline so I've got to like try my hardest to be like here's a deadline you need to meet this or I'm my own boss, I'm my own create, like, creative director, so if it's not getting done, I'm everything, so I need to do it. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure, but it's also, I would never have it any other way. It's the mm -hmm. way that I would want to, to, to put it across. Yeah. So how long does it take to write a book? So I tend to write my books back to back. So say I start at the beginning of the year, I then um, write all the way up until it's published. But mm -hmm. there's always a writing month. So it's National Writing Month in November. Right. And I take a break for that book regardless of where it is. Mm -hmm. And I write a whole new book. And I try and write the full book in November. So it's nuts. Like it's absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. It's so intense. But it just allows me to look them all together. Mm -hmm. Because if, see, because fantasy, like, there's so many rules and regulations, you're making your own world, you're creating your own currency, mm -hmm. there's certain things that you can do and you can't do, and you need to make that all up. So without tripping yourself up, you kind of need to tie them together. <laughs> so that's why I like to do that, so that one's not fully finished before I've wrote the second one or the third one or the fourth one. Mm -hmm. So that I can tie it all in, so that if I made a mistake, I can go back and fix it. Or if something needs to be married together, I'm like, right. Uh, that needs to come into the next book mm -hmm. so that it makes sense so it falls so is there like periods of time where like if you're doing a five hour session that it just like you just flow you're just in mm -hmm. that or like other mm -hmm. times where you're like sitting for two hours and you're like oh my god I have no idea what to write <clears throat> so for me like the, the time writing goes in so quick like I've never really suffered from writer's block other than the kind of conversation we've just had so for me if I'm getting to the point where I'm sticking I'm just removing myself from the situation because yeah. there is no point I'm actually going to be more detrimental to the time that I'm yeah. spending and my mental health yeah. than, than sitting there and keep trying to work that through Obviously, you need a bit of discipline to be like, like try, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to like push myself into it too much when I'm burning out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Burnout's a big thing for, for writers, and we just kind of have to really pull back and realise when you're burning out because mm -hmm. it's totally detrimental to your manuscript and your, your yeah. work that you're doing. No, you don't want to be writing stuff that's like a stress version of you writing mm -hmm. it, like, because then your mind is a bit more foggy, like, mm -hmm. like stuff kind of clouds your judgment yeah. and things like that. So, and you've not got that flavour that you want in your books, like, yeah. you've not got that personality because you're mm -hmm. just done. Uh, you're just like, I need to go and like take a break. Mm -hmm. So, I definitely do. I'm good at recognising when I need to. Well, like, Scott, my husband, would probably be like, No, you need to like try a bit harder <laughs> and recognise But like, I do think that I am good at like trying to have that balance. Mm -hmm. As we say, the work life balance, it's uh -huh. not always easy. 
I know. It's so really in terms hard. of like actually getting a book published, yeah. How what how, what's that? Like what you're planning and writing a book. Like, <laughs> like, no, like I'm just actually genuinely interested. Like how how long is the process? Like how is there any setbacks or limitations mm. that you've faced doing that, um, or any hurdles you've had to overcome in order to get your book published? And as well, on top of that, how do you get it into like certain so places? Yeah. So I'm a self-published author, mm-hmm. so that means I completely, solely, I'm responsible for everything, right? right? Sometimes that can shoot yourself in the foot, but sometimes, like, for me, I prefer that because I've got total creative control of anything. Mm-hmm. I can make the chapters the length I want, I can put the content in that I want, I'm not changing anything for anyone else that's reading it. It's totally mm-hmm. mine, and it's totally my mind and my creativity. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I will say is, like, they don't always make it easy for, like, independent authors like myself or, like, self-published authors to go through that full process Mm -hmm. because you have to market it, you've got to write it, you've got to upload it, you've got to make sure you get your graphic designers, Mm -hmm. it can sometimes cost a bit of money. And there is a lot to it, and there's probably more to it than people actually realise than just typing out on Word document and then, voila, you've got a book, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so much work. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys will know, but obviously I publish through Amazon, mm-hmm. but I also publish through, it's called Ingram Spark. So Ingram Spark distributes across the world. Like I, my books are literally global. So anywhere in the world that can be distributed to is mm-hmm. it's distributed to. So things like Walmart, my book's in Walmart, and like, like in America, and I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, online, like Waterstones, mm-hmm. um, like WH Smith, like you can get it like roughly any major book retailer. Yeah. Um, and I just sometimes like have to step back and think, how did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah. But it's all through like self-publishing. So I suppose that's an, that's an easy way to be able to upload all your stuff that you need to do to get there, to get mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the process is long. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Like how like crazy actually is it like seeing like your books like in stores or like hearing people like reading your books like because we obviously like we've only like seven eight episodes into a podcast but whenever folk feedback to us we're like oh my god like, yeah, I'm like it's crazy the, like the listeners and stuff like that yeah like, but you've oh, actually got really like a, a book a physical book like mm-hmm. in shops like worldwide yeah. like, how, like how does that make you feel i've got like the biggest the craziest thing for me is like i've got people making like book art and i've got people like making like character mm-hmm. art for these people and i've got people who are absolute diehard fans and i'm just like i can't believe that's happened like, <laughs> yeah i wrote this book in lockdown like it was just a manuscript at that point and people have read it and they're like they're their favourite books ever I'm their favourite author ever and I'm just like how the heck is that yeah. happening <laughs> like how does that like go there um, so I always like that is one of the most humbling things for me like I'll never go over that like that's something mm-hmm. that I find absolutely like mind blowing um, but I also like sometimes have to back myself and like because there's a big huge thing in writing where you've got like imposter syndrome yeah. like and I don't know like whether you guys would get that in your careers or whatever mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. do Massively. but a big thing like for me was imposter syndrome and I, that's <coughs> probably why I wrote under an alias to begin with and I think for me like sometimes I'll that's what will hinder me because I'm thinking I'm, I shouldn't be doing that I'm not good enough to do that I, mm-hmm. it's not something that I don't have a degree in that. Like, yep. I left school with hardly anything. Like, I was always, like, a difficult child at school. Like, I didn't 
school well um, didn't react well to, to school so for me like I still sit in that position and think like I'm actually good enough to do this mm-hmm. so when I see people with reviews like the books are so <coughs> well reviewed on like um, Goodreads Amazon all that sort of stuff I just like I can't believe it it's mind blowing yeah it's crazy that's like a big thing as well like we talk about that quite often like how people can like leave school and like school is 100% not for everyone like mm-hmm. and they can leave thinking like oh, I'm stupid, or mm-hmm. I'm this, or I'm that, and then it can then hold them back from, from yep. doing something, but obviously, like, you've then went on to do something, like, yep. amazing, like, and that's not obviously held you mm-hmm. back the way it does a lot but of people, I just think like... it's crazy, because I think it was just that, it was that total mindset at school that you had to get qualifications to yep. then be able to 100%. be successful in life, yep. when actually, when I look and reflect on the majority of folk that I went to school with, <coughs> and I look, and I'm like, sometimes people just aren't academic, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I had to really study at school to get qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. I had pals who were naturally gifted and clever could and could study the night before and yeah. walk out with an A where I would be fighting to get a C. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would be struggling to pass. Yeah. But I, it's never held me back and I don't see why yeah. it should hold people back. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's a mentality at school that they try and force upon kids, you need to go away from here with the best possible qualifications yeah. with any chance of succeeding in life. But... In actual fact, you don't. Because see if you've got that much of a passion or you believe in yourself and yeah. you back yourself enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, are on the shelves and you're like, well, do you know what? That's actually proof that everybody like learns, doubt yourself, don't learns ever differently doubt your and everybody's mm-hmm. got like either a creative or like manual side of yeah. them like that they can then mm-hmm. like put something out there kind of thing like rather mm-hmm. than it just being exams that they're good at like everyone does have like a different way to learn and a 100%. different way to then show that to the world kind of thing yeah. um but yeah we'll be in a, a wee bit off topic then aren't we <laughs> um oh it's not relevant but like no i know definitely if you've got a dream or you've got yeah. an aspiration to do something like don't talk yourself out of it and i yeah. think that's obviously what nicole was alluding to there like she probably compared herself to so many others and 100%. thought in her head i would love to be able to write a book mm-hmm. but probably there were so many things we voices in her yeah. head saying you can't do this nicole you'll never be able to manage yeah. that but it's how she's overcome that and actually managed so to see like when you had, you had that manuscript that you wrote like through lockdown and stuff mm-hmm. what was like the thought process going from like I could actually make this into a book. I could actually make this into mm-hmm. something that people do read and then fan yeah. I've got a fan club of yeah. like So I knew that I had to get someone to read it for an opinion, yeah. but I was also at the point where I was like, Am I even ready for that? Is that mm-hmm. something that I wanted? Mm-hmm. And I spoke to my cousin who I call my alpha reader. So your alpha reader is the first person that gets it. Very rough draft and they'll try and point out some things that, for you to work on yeah. and I gave it to her now she had never read fantasy but she did like to read like she was a reader um, but she'd never read fantasy before and she's like you could totally publish this and I was like taken aback by it I was like seriously mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she's like why not mm-hmm. why not yeah and I was just sitting there like what do I have to lose like mm-hmm. I'm absolutely just gonna go for it like yeah I don't care like I'm not a big person that like Although, like, I'm also conscious about what people think, I also have to say, like, nah, like, I'm not going to be sitting wasting my shot on what other people are thinking. I was just like, it's for me, so I'm absolutely going to do it for me. So I just was like, I'm going to go for it. Just love that. There it was. Why not? It's the two words that get you to do anything. Why not? (laughs) But there is obviously, to begin with, that element of, like, you are worrying about what other folk think, but then you just need to think, like, 
market. Like, mm-hmm. you know, life's too short. It is too short. Like, Anybody's opinions that matter to you will be supportive of you. Yeah. yeah I always kind of think that. Like, so the people around about you, like, they're the opinions that matter the most. And yeah. I'm sure everyone around about you was very much like. Oh, absolutely. I think they were quite shocked. I think when I announced that I was doing it, people were like, oh my God, like, you're writing a book. Because I think, yeah. like, it goes back to that whole thing. Like, I was an idiot at school, like, a total <laughs> idiot. Like, I get told to leave at 15, and they were just like, well, my mum had to fight to keep me in school mm-hmm. and it obviously got progressively better <laughs> um, but at the same time I think people are like oh like did you go to uni for that or did you do something and I'm like no it just happened mm-hmm. yeah exactly and you can do it do it if you want to do something just go for it yeah no absolutely love that um joy what is the best part about writing then so we've spoke about like the hardships and maybe the limitations and the things that you've had to maybe overcome but mm-hmm. what gives you that buzz like what gives you mm-hmm. that like feel good factor like what's the best bit about it i absolutely just love purging and getting lost in what's happening within that world like i don't like think about what's happening out there when I'm in that world. I obviously bring lots of stuff into it from this world, but genuinely because it's like a totally different place in this earth, like mm-hmm. not even in this earth, but you know what I mean. Like I just totally get lost in it, and that's probably the best thing for me. Like so, I it's just, like your escape kind of thing. Totally stressing you out. Just yeah. write. I went from, from being a reader that read these books to being a writer that writes these books. So, yeah. like, yeah. although it's different, it's not really because I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still using the same escapism. Yeah. I'm just writing them yeah. <laughs> yeah. instead of reading them. Yeah, so. no, definitely. So, see, like, your series, so you've got, like, two books out there now and yeah. then, like, a third one. On the, on the way, yeah, yeah. pending, <laughs> um, and they're all in the, the, the same series, like it's yeah. a story that obviously continues on, so do you see that like growing further, so like for example like Harry Potter, like yeah. a full series of that, yeah. or do you see yourself going down like a different route at some point and maybe doing like mm-hmm. a different book series, like? Yeah, no absolutely, see if I could write full time I absolutely would, it just I can't do that yet, mm-hmm. so I've got um, book three pending, I've also done the first draft of book four. So, like, the National Writing Month, I took that time to write yeah. book four. So, book four is get the first draft. And then this November, I'll write book five. So, there's there's the potential to be five books in this series. And then I'm going to leave it, I think. I think I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Have a break from that series because I've also got something else bubbling away in my mind. Yeah. Like, you see my notes, like, in my phone. <laughs> like, it's just, like, at all times in the morning, like, writing yeah. this stuff in. Um, so, yeah, I probably will write another book series right now. I'm still just going to focus on like the Empress series and then come back yeah. to come back to something else or do something else after Fine, that's done. That. Is it like your brain's like fireworks? Like it's just oh. constantly shooting out wee Honestly, ideas. <laughs> like it's so cliche to be like you literally like bolt up right in your bed at four o'clock in the morning. You're like, I need you write that quote down. Like I'll forget it. So I do that. Like we should see my notes. My notes is nuts. Like all these different like things. But it's how I love I, how I keep a note of it. Right. What what kind of like representation so obviously spoke about characters and how they're symbolic to maybe people in your life yeah what kind of different representation do you have in your books in terms of you know race yeah sexual orientation things like that like how is that represented in your book so for me like a big part of my book was to have that strong female character like i need strong female women like i genuinely have like such a feminist outlook in life but not even just that like i feel like women can sometimes be underrepresented Mm -hmm. to certain points where things are emotional or things are you know like just like 
cliches of what women should be in books like yeah. main characters are damsel in distress like absolutely not like my books don't do that yeah. although it kind of starts to go that way we start to see her really fight back like the, the main characters just like no like i'm gonna take care of this this mm-hmm. is gonna be me i'm gonna yeah. fight for my survival um so there was that whole point that i needed to get in but i've also got like unapologetic women like women that can come in they can have sex and they're not ashamed to have sex in the book mm-hmm. yeah. um women who speak their mind and women who challenge the male society like that's a big thing for me um and part of that and then also writing about the lgbtq plus community that was something that was really passionate like i'm really passionate about don't get me wrong it was something that i was worried about Mm -hmm. just in case i didn't get the representation right Mm -hmm. and it's just a touch on it just now because like as that character develops it will become more of a thing mm-hmm. he is a hunter so the, the character that we're talking about that's got the lgbtq plus like representation he is a hunter and it's basically like a touch on the military where you sometimes feel that you shouldn't be gay in that situation mm-hmm. yeah. and he really really struggles with that because he can't come out Mm-hmm. he physically can't come out or he would be like exi- like exiled basically yeah. so like he really has this relationship and it's all secret mm-hmm. and the main character starts to like unveil this but her support in that is just like it just gives me like goosebumps when I yeah. see that because that's just who I am and there was a lot of that in me so I was just <clears> like I hope that I've done enough for the re- like representation but not yeah. over represented it where I don't have that like understanding, understanding. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. so i did struggle with the balance of that um and i hope that i've done all right with it yeah. um but, i yeah. think um i think that is amazing like you're you're representing like those different communities and like the female like, empowerment and things mm-hmm. like that and i think like obviously you've been worried as like testament to you like as mm-hmm. a person and a writer and things but I think it is amazing that you have this platform where you can talk about things like that and it probably mm-hmm. is going to help so many people reading them yep. books. Like, if that hunter ends up, like, obviously we don't want to give any sneak previews <laughs> away or anything, but the hunter ends up, like, does coming out and he had that battle on his head and stuff. Like, there were so many people reading that being like, 100%. oh my God, that's me, that's a battle I've had in my mm-hmm. head. Like, so it is amazing that you've now got that platform yeah. where you can talk about stuff like that. And even, even down to, like, female empowerment and how... Like females are integrated into a male society and things yeah. like that and them freely speaking about it like yeah. so many of these conversations are happening right now and mm-hmm. people read that book and be like all right it is okay for me to then still talk so about relevant. that yeah oh it's so so, still so, relevant. It's so like, relevant i can't believe like we're still in a society that we actually have to keep going on about this like mm-hmm. just recently there's things in the news that honestly blow my mind and it's like i need to take that and I need to write about that in a yeah. different way, obviously, because yeah. it's in um, a fantasy book. But the worlds can still have that same derogatory values, like, and yeah. have that same stigma and stimulations than, um, than what we all face in yeah. this society. Yeah. So, because you can make such a difference to somebody's life who's just somebody that's a mm-hmm. reader and a big fan of your books mm-hmm. might find themselves in a similar situation yeah. and you might just be the reason that they're like well do you yeah. know what I can overcome the mm-hmm. feelings that I've got and I am going to yeah. do what has happened here yeah. and you know like get over this situation and I think it's I said the same like we touched on that on one of the previous episodes we did like a Q&A and folk had asked about mine and Chloe's situation and how we come out as yeah. being gay and um 
think like the way I answered that, I obviously spoke about my situation and how it happened for me, but I then went on to say, I hope there's a day that, and there should be a day that mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a thing. No. Mm-hmm. It should be, I'm with Chloe, regardless of whether it's a male yeah. or a female. Like, you you would never have had to have made a big front. And this is my boyfriend. This is Scott. Like, just let you know. He's like, straight. Yeah, he's I am straight. straight. Yeah. That is, I've <laughs> always straight. said like, that. Like, and that's a big thing for me. And I've always said, like, if I ever have kids, like, if they come through the door and they feel that they have to say to mm-hmm. me, like, this is my boyfriend because I am, like, gay, or this is my girl, and I'd be like, no, like you're just in a pop, like you're, you're mm-hmm. a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be. Like, don't have to feel that you need to explain yourself mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And it is like, okay. for, for me, that's what it is, obviously. It's different yeah. for other people. It is. It's mind boggling. I think, like, obviously, like, there is a shift. I think it's moving forward. But I think uh-huh. the fact that you're making a conscious effort to actually represent that in yeah. your books yeah. is like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and it will definitely that, like help people, and even like I don't know if you've got like we kind of like fan clubs and fan mm-hmm. sites, like blogs and stuff like that. Like even if people are talking about those kind of things, yeah. like it might then mm-hmm. help other people within yeah. them and yeah. things like that. So yeah, it's it's amazing, hundred percent. And he's like he's a protected character. Like people just want to protect this character already, mm-hmm. and I've only like alluded to that. So it's only like a sprinkle of what I'm actually going to do with that character. Yeah. And when I did that whole coming out to the main character, because like obviously there was a situation and it happened, and she's like, like please know that you're in a safe space with me mm-hmm. like I was howling crying writing that scene because yeah. I was just like this should always be the way that it's received mm-hmm. um, and my beta reader which is another reader that you've got to get involved she um, she's gay and she genuinely was like oh my god like I broke down at that bit because it was so real for yeah. me mm-hmm. that is how like, I had yeah. to speak to like my mum and dad and I think it was just like maybe a trigger for her but in the best way yeah. um, so hopefully it's not resolved yet in book two but as we go on I'm definitely yeah. going to fight for, for that to be resolved love that um, so do you have any like author inspiration like do you have any authors that you like look up to or like take inspiration from like I know you said your bookcase is littered <laughs> with fantasy so uh, who's your kind of like who would you look up to in the industry so I absolutely love like Sarah Jai Mass I don't know if you know Sarah Jai Mass but she um writes fantasy as well but she also has representation that I think that's so beautifully done like I mm-hmm. took a bit of inspiration there um I also love um Scarlett Sinclair so she has these characters who like you have just touched upon don't need to come out and be like I'm gay or like mm-hmm. just be in a relationship with this person or in a, like it's so fluid and I love that yeah. like the, that's the kind of bit I want to get to is that fluid like we don't need to be Mm-hmm. segregating situations like just it's fluid if you want to be with that person you like it's for the person and it's for the reality of yeah. the soul I would say Love so um, yeah I, like probably they're my biggest ones because Scarlett Sinclair came from an indie author background and she's now up to like a hundred thousand followers and her books have taken off massively like mm-hmm. to a point where I'd just be like oh my god if that ever happens like it's nuts mm-hmm. so they're probably my two love that um, so, what's the plans for the future? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I've kind of touched on certain things, but what have you got like in the pipeline in the next few years? So definitely to finish this series, I need yeah. to finish this series. Like I don't want to touch another book series, although I'm playing my ideas in the back, like the background. 
I need to finish this one and just let that one breathe. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I'm capable of writing all these different stuff. Like, I just need to be able to focus on the one. So, definitely that. If I could write full-time, that would be the goal. Mm-hmm. So, why not? Just <laughs> why not? Fucking right now, but yeah. I like that attitude. No, definitely will try to build to that point. It's definitely something that I would love to do. Like, I'm starting to make money off the books now, so it's something that I can start to see like a benefit from but I also want to be clever with that and try and keep yeah. mm-hmm. that so that it's just the books and I'm not touching that yet so yeah. that I can invest still invest in, in the yeah. books yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's a hard balance because like I don't have like a business mindset shall we say so it's quite hard to try and keep on top of that yeah can you get like a sponsor like this might sound silly but can you get like a sponsorship could like somebody back you for your books well, I don't know there's maybe something I could think of. I was just thinking that because I always think like people say they'll get sponsored for whatever or they're mm-hmm. going to do something. Like an investor. Like, a, like an, inve- an investor. I suppose like that is what like traditionally published people do. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I don't see why I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Um, I just don't know how to go about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that business mindset. Uh-huh. I think see what you were saying as well about the whole Netflix series. Uh-huh. I know you probably think like that's just a complete dream, right? But again, all these folk that I've got series on mm-hmm. there started mm-hmm. where you are, 100%. and probably had those thoughts in my head. Like, like for example, some of the little vampire diaries are crap. Yeah. Never hear. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. all these things that we watch and we love. Yeah. The people that started out with them started in the very same position yeah. that you did. Probably had the same doubts, thinking oh, mm-hmm. that's just a big ten long term dream. Yeah. Like just aim for the stars. Like 100%. genuinely, like don't ever let that hold you back. Like. Mm-hmm. Still be thinking about that. I will. Thinking, that would be amazing. Manifesting it. Like, well, whether you like Fifty Shades of Grey or not, like that started as a fan fiction on a site. <laughs> like that genuinely was never meant to be published, and it literally launched, and it was like mental. Took off. Yeah. I took off mm-hmm. with no. It wasn't even edited. The book, like the first like um, published books, weren't edited. You should see the mistakes in them. Like it's it's crazy. So like if something like that could happen, it just hits at the right moment. At the right time, mm-hmm. the stars aligned. So fingers crossed, it happens for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I'd love that to happen for you, and I think just I don't don't ever doubt it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. keep aiming high, and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't. Just keep no. being like, not I can do it. If somebody told me I can, I'm that stubborn. I'd be like, well, do you know what? It's happening. I'm gonna <laughs> prove you wrong. It's just that kind of competitive side in us as well, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. But you need to you need to have that attitude, and you know, as we were just saying, like the whole throughout the whole episode it's just like why not yeah. why not why yeah. not me do you know what I mean yeah. why not me no exactly <laughs> we need a call for Kamala <laughs> like why not we need a call for Belfield <laughs> <laughs> is it quite like um like a hard like sort of industry to make it though like yeah. does that make sense like yeah. you don't hear a kind of many authors that are like maybe like millionaires billionaires yeah. like stuff like that like yeah it's hard for an indie author because you're indie you're literally like you'll make money from it and you can make a good amount from it depending on which way it yeah. goes but you need to plug so much into that yeah. and it is like a hard balance because I'm still working full time like if I could remove that full time element and just put all that energy into my mm-hmm. book and that process like I probably could have more than what I've got now but mm-hmm. I've got to do what's limited like I've got to do what's at my fingertips right now yeah. um, and just use the tools that I've got just now. Yeah, no, definitely. can happen. It's ne- never say never. Yeah, no. 100%. I take it like Scott as well, like he's fully supportive of like, if he mm-hmm. wants to become full-time, he would be... 
hundred percent. And we've spoken about that. That's something that I would absolutely love to do. Just at this t- moment in time, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But I would absolutely love to do that. And I think he would be on board. Like he's read all the books. Like he's some, like he's somebody that will always be at the back. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's my biggest um, cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get away from saying that. But genuinely, he, he's definitely supportive, and I couldn't do it without a supportive person mm-hmm. and my partner because I've had to remove myself from doing normal duties and like household dinners or that sort of stuff and he has to take all that on mm-hmm. because my schedule is so regimented mm-hmm. and he needs to take that and it, like obviously it's hard for him but yeah no as like in so many aspects of life so I feel like if you don't have that support network mm. then it's it's so hard to to do anything like but yeah. I love that as well that is we're in like more of a modern day society that yeah Scott is willing to do that. Like, I think that's amazing. Like, it just speaks volumes for him as well because, you know, I could just imagine a time, like, with my mum and dad, if my mum says, right, I'm taking time out to read a book or write a book, my dad would be like, what, so I have to make the day? I will. Like, my dad wouldn't even know Mm -hmm. how to survive without My dad's the same. It's a generation (laughs) thing, but he would crumble without my mum's support. My dad's the exact same, and I think that was a big, huge channel in me, because I was never going down that route. There was never an option for me. Um, And I was just like, Scott, you don't know how to make toast, well, we'll learn you today. And it was just like, he has developed those skills, because he never had them. He's developed those skills for me as well, and for him, and if our life takes us different places like he needs to be able to do that I can't yeah. just all be pinned on me because I've got a vagina does Talk. it work like that Aye. Talk well Aye. <laughs> but it, it is it's so like that like you just you, you think you went so far down the opposite path that you actually got with a girl instead of <laughs> <laughs> I am like I looked at my dad and I thought that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that ever happened for me either because you do you're like oh my goodness but because I still cringe at the stuff my mum does and I'm like why mm-hmm. did he do that? Like, 100%. And I'm like, if she literally touched anyone and died tomorrow, he would fucking may as well go where? Because he would I, fucking die off. I know. Make, I know what to even do. It baffles my brain that men can't just be independent that yeah. way. Like, yeah. it's a generational thing that, that it was the women that they yeah. depended on. They just got to work and expect everything else yeah. to be done. But I love that the tables have turned mm-hmm. and that Scott's that. That's the starting to see progression there because I think like we are expected to work full time as well now. Mm-hmm. So where is that balance? We yeah. don't mm-hmm. not like we are still breadwinners. Yeah. So why should we have to do that? Take on the household mm-hmm. stuff as well. Make sure everything's in line. No. Give boss. Yeah, absolutely child. not. Nice. I can see where some of the character traits is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> see when you read well, it. See it if you ever read it, you will absolutely see some things that I would say. 100%. Yeah, no, definitely. Love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was amazing. I feel like thank I've learned you. so much about like the industry and stuff as well, like thank in you. the books and things. So. Do you want to tell the titles of your books and then people can go and buy them and read them? Yeah, absolutely. So the first book in the Empress series is An Empress of Air and Chaos. The second book is An Empress of Fire and Steel. The third book is An Empress of Earth and Darkness, but that's still pending. That will be out this year. Um, You can get them anywhere, any book retailer. Um, The biggest one I think that people buy from is Amazon or Waterstones or Book Depository in the UK. Mm -hmm. If you're listening from abroad, then... I think still roughly the same, like your your big book retailers. Is it so. on Kindle as well? On Kindle, yeah. You can get them on Kindle as an ebook, you can get them hardback and you can get them paperback. Audiobook? All forms. Not audiobook yet, but I'm looking into it. Looking into it. Yeah. 
Nice. I love an audiobook. I've got audio, like I listen to, to audiobooks, so yeah. that will be on the agenda. Amazing. You'll be buzzing that it's a paperback as well, because like you've just, Chloe's just finished like a, a hardback, hardback oh and she was like, see, lying in bed yeah, at night. Like, like, you get pure crap. for the aesthetic on the bookcase, but paper, mm-hmm. like back all day for reading. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, but yeah, go and read Nicole's books, uh, or Noelle Rain's oh, books. Noelle Rain's books. Sorry, sorry, Noelle Rain's books. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was amazing. Um, and yeah, we hope you've enjoyed the episode, guys. Feel free to share feedback to us, like go and have a nosy at um, Nicole's Instagram and stuff as well. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Um, so just at also Noel Rain. That's our Instagram there. So go and give her a follow. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We have been two dykes, one Mike. Over and out. See ya.